Welcome to the Mr. Vincent Podcast. I am your host, Emmanuel Vincent, and another Saturday edition of the Mr. Vincent Podcast, as I did just wrap up my conversation with the big homie V, who's helped me out with this uh, Last Dance podcast series that I'm doing throughout the duration of the uh, documentary that's running on ESPN. So in this episode, we did talk about Dennis Rodman and the infamous Las Vegas trip, uh, whether or not he actually was uh, calculating um, those rebounds that he was um, getting. Also, too, we did touch on Isaiah Thomas and whether or not he should feel slighted by Mike that he was left off the dream team and that his place in NBA history is somewhat overlooked. Um, also did look forward to tomorrow night's uh, tomorrow night as one of the episodes will be focusing on the dream team. So we do talk about the dream team and their placement in basketball history and whether or not they're better than the redeemed team. So this podcast is fresh, hot off the press, and we can jump into it right now. Here it is. It's the Mr. Vincent podcast episode 36. Tap in. Yo, so um, this morning I was watching, preparing for this podcast, I was watching uh, the episodes again, uh, three and four um, of The Last Dance. And I, I might have to give you some credit on, on that Rodman thing. When you said that Rodman is basically uh, kind of reminds you of, like Russell Westbrook with his motor. Like I think you said only he reminds you of Russell Westbrook's motor. And I said, I'm not really sure about that. I think I, I, think I kind of got, can agree with you now after watching that and then seeing how he was talking about how he – how he studied and calculated where the ball would bounce off the rim, depending on where the offense shot the ball. That's crazy. So yeah. I might have to give you that one. The, uh, all right, cool. But the funny thing with you saying that, out of everything Rodman said, that was probably the one thing I actually didn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, the way you was, you know, he was part of the cocaine traveling, of the Chicago cocaine circus, whatever they called it. Like, Rodman, he was one of them dudes that was just like a, a freak athlete. I don't see putting to putting the time to study who shoots and how often they shoot, like overshoot or, or pull the ball short or, like, man, he just had mad energy. Like, <laughs> he, had, he, had like, he had an endless motor. But as far as him studying where, where the ball was coming off the rim, uh... I think it would have been it would have benefited you to focus on things like you know uh, an elbow jump shot. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I, I just I just don't believe that. Like he's one of those dudes that was able to just survive off their freak abilities. Like I don't see him really. And again, I could be wrong, but I don't see Rodman being putting the time in to watch film on rebounding. I mean, I mean, it kind of make I can. It's believable to me only because I, I when I did some research, I found out that he only during that second three peat run he was averaging two shot attempts per game. So if you're only taking two shots a game, <laughs> you got to do something else, right? Yeah, no doubt you do. But again, like I don't know, like it's different. I, I guess I just want to look into that more. Like I've never heard that before. Like, and I'm someone when I played, I played around the rim a lot too. Like there, there's definitely ways where you can position yourself to see where the ball's going, but like, like studying everybody, like so. So, what do you tell me? Like every team you played, you studied the, the four main shooters on the team, like all there. I don't know, dude. I don't. Come on, Robin, get out of here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy that. Like, if Kobe was to come out and say something like that, even like. 
I don't even like him, but Charles Barkley. If Charles Barkley was to come out and say something like that, I think that might be a little more believable. Rodman? What? Rodman was a party, yo. Like, Rodman, oh, yeah, he definitely was a party. Rodman was a party. Like, he, he played basketball on the side. <laughs> yo, what's crazy to me is the, the part that, that Phil actually gave him permission to go unwind in Vegas for 48 hours. During yeah. the this of a of a three peat run, like yeah, go ahead, take it, take all the time, take the time you need. Forty eight hours, you can come back in forty eight hours. No, like, could you imagine that? Like, like, there's no way that that could happen in today. No, but what stuck out for me was it wasn't Phil, it was Phil and MJ. Mm. Phil and MJ agreed to give him forty eight hours because Phil ran it by MJ. Oh yeah, so I mean, so you think that. MJ had like the final say, or or was it Phil? He had influence, which brings me back to Scottie Pippen. MJ was <laughs> management. MJ was management. So for MJ to be like he didn't have no control, cut it out. Like you get Phil. Phil came to you and you gave a green light and was like, "All right, we'll give him a break." So hmm. MJ, yeah, MJ I mean- was management. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I still can't get my and how about and then he stayed over there past forty eight hours, obviously, and then Judah had to go get down there to go get him, and he was he was with Shaq, shacked up with uh, Carmen Electra. <laughs> yo, Robert was a wild boy, yo. Madonna, Carmen Electra. I think he had ties to Tony Braxton too. Um, yeah, I mean, Robert did his thing, like, yeah, he he was he was different, but I think it's definitely funny. To hear a knock at the door, no, knowing what kind of night they probably had the night before, and when you look <laughs> at the people, you see MJ. <laughs> like, yo, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. But today's social media, everybody got phones, everybody's paparazzi, TMZ, all that. Yeah, that could, that couldn't go down. It wouldn't fly today. Hmm. It'd be, it'd be a PR nightmare. Well, it's okay because MJ's telling on everybody anyway. He's gonna give us all. all the- <laughs> I wanted to get to that, but we're talking about it now. That yo, MJ's my guy, but he's he dropping dimes. <laughs> Only four episodes in. No, he's telling on everybody. Yo. <laughs> this this is Sakashi's favorite favorite TV show. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, I think it was the dude's name Steve Burrell. He was saying, my wife is going to watch this. He's like, yeah, if you, uh, his girl's going to watch it, like, he's not committed to one woman. My parents are going to watch this. He's an alcoholic. I was like, yo, he's MJ's wilding. <laughs> then it was like, yo, how's the, how's the news getting out the locker room? It was Grant. Horace was telling the media. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it, it was funny. They're all telling though, like even Isaiah. When Isaiah got the smoke about not shaking hands, uh, Bill Lambert told us, "Hold on, ain't you the captain? We were co-captains." Like, oh, so he's <laughs> okay. I didn't realize that was the case. Yeah, I definitely want to go in depth about that. So overall, how do you think I, Isaiah Thomas is, um, has handled the situation since the episode came out? Because he's catching a lot of heat in the media. <laughs> I kind of think it's, it's I kind of think it's justifiable too. Um, some of it's justifiable. Um, 
I don't know. Like, I feel like for for him to feel a certain way, like for Jordan to still thirty years later still call him a, a asshole, like, yeah, he might feel a certain way about that. Because again, he made a good point, and again, I don't agree with a lot of things Isaiah Thomas says, but Isaiah made a good point. He's like, yo, we never had any off the court issues, like. Like we beat him up in a basketball game. Like that was the that was like the coach's strategy. It wasn't even like I came up with it. He's like, oh, MJ hits the paint, he hits the ground. <laughs> like, that's not my strategy. Like we play basketball and eventually you beat us and we were babies about it and didn't shake hands. But it's like you're mad that we were physical with y'all? Like, cut it out. Like you had Oakley at one point. You used to dish it out. Cartwright used to dish some out. Like Rodman was but when you got Rodman, Rodman played that brand of basketball for y'all. Like, but I don't know. But do you think do you think Jordan's more upset? Is it's really his um his disdain comes stems from the physicality or from the fact that they didn't shake hands with the Bulls after they swept them in the uh, ninety one Eastern Conference Finals? Um, I think combination of both is for the fact that we went through getting beat up and all this, and we still let y'all know we're better than y'all. And at the end of the day, you couldn't come shake our hand. Like, mm-hmm. so we got beat up and insulted. Nah. So, like, I, I get it. Like, I feel a certain way, too, because what I did, like, I did try to backtrack, and that's when we get stuck talking too much. When he was like, um, that's just not how we did it back then. And Jordan made the great point. He's like, go back to all the times they beat us. Like, uh, we went and shook everybody's hand. And then, and then Isaiah saw snitching. Remember when Bird and them? <laughs> remember when Bird and them didn't shake no hands? I had to get yeah. Michelle at half court, and this is what it's like. Yo, just stop talking. Exactly. Like you got caught in a sucker moment, yo. Like, like it is what it is. Like I remember, and again, not even to pivot, but I remember it happened with LeBron one time after I think he lost the Magic when Dwight Howard was there, and it was like, yo, like I got beat up and like knocked around for a whole series, like, nah, I didn't feel like shaking their hands at the end of the game. Like, this, is, <laughs> this isn't tennis. Like, tennis traditionally, after the match, you walk up to the net, you shake hands regardless of the outcome. Like, basketball is a choice. And I'm never going to apologize for not shaking a man's hand. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but with that LeBron situation, that was kind of funny to me because he did the same thing the in the 08 playoffs against the, when they got eliminated by the bounce by the Seas. He just walked out the court. So I was kind of confused why they were making a big deal about an 09. So, but I guess it was a bigger platform, Eastern Conference Finals. Um, everybody everybody was waiting for the Kobe-LeBron matchup in the finals with the Nike commercials and everything. That's what everybody anticipated. So the spotlight was on, well, spotlight was on LeBron a lot more at that moment. I but. just I just appreciate when you stand, stand firm on whatever it is you said or did. Like, I feel this way. And, like, like for Bron to say, like, I'm never going to apologize for not shaking a man's hand. Like, that's. Mm-hmm. That's not mandatory in my sport. True. So again, like to each his own. Like I'm, I feel like the the reason the Pistons walked off was on some sucker stuff. So, like for the way the Bulls felt, the Bulls was like, even after we win, we ain't shaking their hands. Like that was more understandable than the Pistons just not want to shake their hands because they lost. Like. Yeah. It's like nobody did anything like egregious to you. You guys were the bullies and you lost. So yeah, that was like a that that was definitely more of a sucker move. 
Um, but with bronze, I get it, dude. Like, I don't rock with y'all. I'm not going to fake like I do. Um, you beat me, I'm out. I'm going to go sit in this press conference, answer these questions, and I'm out. Like, <laughs> so. Nah, that's real. Well, well, I think what, what, what Isaiah Thomas, I, I feel like his issue is that he feels like himself and the bad boy Pitts are kind of slighted when it comes to their place in NBA history. I mean, and I guess he has a right to feel that way because if you keep it real, they did win. They did beat Magic in the prime, Bird in the prime, and Mike in the prime, got two multiple championships. And the fact that you really can't tell the story with of the NBA without the bad boy Pistons because without the bad boy Pistons, I don't think Michael Jordan gets to where he eventually got to in his place in history. No, I mean taking that punishment all those times. No, I mean we we agree about that. Like they're definitely important. It's just for the fact that the Bulls were so powerful. And if you were really their arch enemies or their nemesis, you're gonna suffer. Mm-hmm. Like that's just what it is. Like the Bulls are that powerful. Um they do get slighted, um, and Isaiah gets slighted too, like with the whole dream team conversation. Like, oh yeah, he, yeah. over John Stockton, dude. I want to rip Max Kellerman out the TV. Dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna say that. Got him, got him <laughs> by a hair. Like, come on, man. Like Isaiah was the guy. Isaiah played Thanks. with a bunch of bullies. Like Isaiah was the guy. So, but the thing is, when Mike and all them were talking about, they didn't have nothing to do with it. Man, listen, That's they all had something to do with it. Mike, Magic, and his Hamburg. Chuck Daly. Hmm. Wait, you think that Chuck Daly had something to do with Isaiah not being on the team? Oh, how are you the coach and your star player not on the team? Hmm. So how did you get in the position to be this coach? Because of how well your team's playing? Okay. What is the main reason your team's playing well? Is it literally the be- like one of the best point guards in the NBA? Like, and again, to make to make the argument, like without without Carl Malone, what is John Stockton? Exactly. No, 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 no knock on Stockton because he is a Hall of Famer. He is the top Hall of Famer. Without Carl Malone, can what, what would John Stockton do when a double team comes if he didn't have that bailout? That is true. Isaiah was the like driving force on the Pistons on the Pistons offense with the Finals MVP. Yeah, Carl Malone was the the first real stretch four. He would hit that baseline jump shot, elbow jump shot, all consistently, yeah. all day. So you couldn't help. You couldn't help. So when he comes off that screen, he gets a free pass to the basket because you couldn't help. Because once you kick it to Carl Malone, that's money. Right. So. You can't put them in the same conversation. Like, I'm not saying John Stockton's a bum, but to even try to put them two in the same conversation is it's blasphemy, man. Like, you. I mean, I mean, I think Max Max too made a point that even even though I still agree Isaiah is better, is because he had longevity over Isaiah. Isaiah had the torn Achilles career in a little early. John Stockton played what like 18 years, 17 seasons, played at a relatively high level, even towards toward the end of his career. But still, at, at their peak, it was it was no contest. It was no contest. Someone, I forget who it was. I think it might have been Jay Williams made a great point. He's like, John Stockton's never had a game, let alone a whole season, where he was the number one option. Facts. You can't compare him with Isaiah. (laughs) Isaiah got the double-triple teams, like, and he was still busting them. So, nah. 
John Stockton's not a bum. Don't get me wrong. He's not a bum, but Isaiah definitely should have been on that team. But again, I can't say he definitely should have been on that team. He was definitely back in the No, he should have been on the team. Huh? If we're talking basketball, if we're talking about strictly basketball, no politics involved, right. he should have been on But that's why that's why you can't say that though. You can't say no politics involved because for the team, you need some sort of chemistry. Like if you got somebody okay. yeah, like literally nobody liked him though. So I'm not saying <laughs> but yo, know, going to to Carl Malone, like how does Carl Malone not even like you? He's a he's a weird black dude that hunts mountain line. Like, mm-hmm. like nobody liked you, including Magic Johnson, who was your best friend slash boyfriend. You know them rumors. Like, yeah, I think like and and MJ didn't like you, so it's like, dude, I'm not gonna go travel the world with this dude. <laughs> like, nah, we don't want it. We got more than enough. So when they look back at it. Yeah, it definitely changed Isaiah's place in history. But again, like you being a horrible person or a person that people don't want to be around, that's part of it, especially back then. Like there was no political correctness. It's just like, yo, we don't like you. That's it. Yeah, that is real. Yeah, but yeah, it's like it's like 180 right now between where we are right now with the whole PC era yeah. and then. It's like you're, you're expected um, to be a professional back then. It was like, oh, listen. This is an off season. This is an off season commitment. I am not traveling the world with this dude that I can't stand. Like I might punch him in the face every night on the road. <laughs> so imagine, imagine four or five people feel that way, and they're just like, "Yo, can't do it." Like maybe, maybe Isaiah, because again, Isaiah played with a team where he was the number one option. Maybe he wasn't the best point guard to lead those superstars. Like he's not used to playing with other people who. Have that offensive ability. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe that was part of it. Okay. And John Stockton was a distributor. Like, he was a guy who More. played with uh, top tier talent, like, and made it a point to find ways to get him the ball. So, like, when you think about it that way, it makes more sense. So, I think, I think it wasn't about his basketball abilities as much as it was personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just weird to me now. Like, well, it's just funny now. He was saying like I think I seen recently. He said like Ma- Michael Jordan is the fourth best player of all time behind I think was it Magic Bird and Kareem. But then I um the um this uh this um account on social media, the sports account, had posted something thirty years ago on Arsenio Hall when he said Michael Jordan is the best player of all time. It's not even close. Uh, no no disrespect to Magic and them, but he's the best player of all time. I'm like, come on, like Isaiah, like. For fourth best player of all time. Yeah. Nah, so that and that's why I feel bad for Isaiah, because it's like that he, he said too much and now now he just looks bad. It's like come on, exactly. bro. Like that that was petty as all hell. So I get it. You can make an argument about the top five players of all time. Like, great, you can make an argument, but there's no way in the argument you're putting MJ four. <laughs> like you can have a great argument for all top, all the top five players, but there's no way they end up four on anybody's list. Like you, you you're better off just not putting them on, and like <laughs> put Will Chamberlain in that, and, and then just kick Mike out. Like, so I don't know. Isaiah's a funny dude, um, but he again he beat Bird, he beat Magic, he beat everything. Like. He did his thing, but and he did that without no other top fifty player of all time. 
on 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 the um on the bad boy pistons. That's crazy. But another thing that came back that like he just can't get out his own way. He comes back to coach, messes that up. Disaster. Yo, president of operate um, basketball operations. Yo. You talking about the, the Knicks, yo? Right? Shorty came out with like fifteen mil off that. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about yo and um. Yo, and, how, and, and didn't he like? Didn't he have Steve Francis and Marbury at the same time? Like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you have those two point guards on your roster? No, it makes no he sense. He told Marbury not to come to work. Remember they owed Marbury twenty one million. They tried mm. to make him buy out, and he was like, nah, I'm taking the whole 21. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, dog, you don't got to play. You're not, not going to play. So then they told him, you don't even got to come to practice. Like, imagine that. So Marbury, Marbury yeah. took his bread. Like, after a while, I think they bought him out to literally close to the 21 that they owed him, but. Um, Isaiah, he just can't get up the wrong way, man. So everywhere you turn, his legacy just keeps taking hits. And now, all the people are going to talk about is, bro, you rank Michael Jordan fourth all time. <laughs> you should be like, let me guess. You're third? <laughs> got it. I was like, what, what, what is he talking about? Fourth all time. Like, I mean, I, I don't, I understand that you don't like that contention there. But fourth? You could have said at least second. Yeah, I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't agree with that, but if you said that, I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, it's funny. No it's way. funny because there's video of Magic Johnson from back in the day saying, yo, Michael Jordan is the best player in the world right now. He's better than all of us. <laughs> so it's like, dude, there's no argument for you. Yeah, I feel bad for Isaiah, but then I it's like you could choose to just stop talking like like it was 30 years ago, bro. You didn't make it on the dream team. Like, you don't have a gold medal, bro. Join the club. I don't have one either. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's that's hey, Christian Yeah, I they mean, like, mad at like you said, like <laughs> what would you they say? Mad at Leitner. It was like some some comparing Leitner and Isaiah. Leitner wasn't running the point. Like, stop. <laughs> Oh man! Now, like you said, like Magic even said, like the consensus around the NBA was, I think, after Jordan dropped sixty-three in the Garden, that he was the best player then. But nobody will ever come out to say it because he hasn't, like, he had won a chip yet. He hasn't shown he can lead a team to prosperity. But everybody around the league pretty much said, yeah, he's the best player in the NBA in, the, in like eighty-six. Yeah, yeah, Isaiah Salty, yo, he's just he's just one of them guys, like. He's salty. He's a hater. Where do you put him on the on the on the all time point guard list? Though? I'm gonna ask that quick question. Mm, that's interesting because I feel like he, for whatever reason, that's always a name I forget. So I'll come up with a list. Like <laughs> Thomas, like oh oh yeah, and then I start comparing him to whatever five I already had. But um, who would I put him in front of? I don't know. Um, like top five point guards. I would think I, I would think he definitely got to be top five. Yeah, top five. Um, 
it, yo, it just sucks, yo. Like putting Magic at a point guard. He's like six foot eleven. Six nine. <laughs> um. I don't have him. I don't have him ahead of Magic. I don't have him. Um, actually, you know what? He might be top three. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards that. I think he's top three. I think Magic, him. And who else would I say is in the top three point guards? Yeah, it's like every every time I come up with a name, I'm like, yeah, nah, nah. Because even like offensively, like on both sides of the ball, like he was a beast. Yeah, he, he was, man. I mean, yeah, it's like I would have put Stockton over him. I would have put Nash above him. I would, uh, yeah, Jason Kidd. I love Jason Kidd. <laughs> JK might be in my top three point guards, but. Isaiah is better than Jason Kidd. Sure. Yeah. Yo, yo let, let me ask you this question too. Um, now, so the game has, has changed so drastically since like the 80s. And the point guards that we know today aren't how they were before, with point guards being prolific scorers now, like you got Russ, Steph, the Dame. Do you think it'll be hard, like personally for you, like when those guys' in careers are all said and done, to place them amongst the all time great PG, seeing how Point guards um, have evolved over the years. Uh, I, 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 like me personally, I feel it's gonna be like kind of tough to me. Like, the, where do I put Steph Curry on a list of all time point guards? Because he's really, if you really want to be real, he's more of a combo guard than a point guard. I think I'll, I'll be all the way real. I don't think he's a point guard at all. <laughs> like he's not. He moves. He moves better off the ball. Um, he only really has the ball when he's going ISO. Like he don't really create much for anybody else. Like I don't know. Like I don't. I don't see Steph Curry as a point guard. I see him as a small shooter. Hmm. So, <laughs> well, yeah. well, 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 with that ball, with that ISO, when he only that could be to the fact that the Warriors offense is centered around like man movement, ball movement. So he's not going to hold the ball a lot to make plays for others. But relatively quick decisions with passing the ball. Because the person who does stand up there and hold the ball is Draymond Green, because the mm. guy guarding him don't really play over the three point line. So okay. Draymond has to get out there and wait for these guys to come off that screen. So um Steph Curry is not the point guard of the Warriors. So like, do you think so, so do you think players like Kyrie, Dame, are they like point guards in your estimation? Yeah, Kyrie's a point guard, but like I don't know, Dame's a better distributor. Kyrie, Kyrie's just not a team player. Like Kyrie has the most handle in the NBA. Like hands down. Oh, like, I, I think I think all time. Hands down. Yeah. Um, but yo, we op- we're open though. We're open. Like, <laughs> you just broke a three man trap. Two of us are open, yo. <laughs> like swing the rock, but it's fun to watch. Not when he was in Boston, but when he's other places, it's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, like you said, like just want to be real. LeBron was really the point guard on that Cleveland chip team, twenty sixteen. 
Yo, LeBron's my one in my top three. So is Magic LeBron and, I, and Isaiah? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. No, nah. uh, uh, let's take a quick break, and I want to talk to you about uh, the upcoming episodes. All right. All right, let's resume this podcast and preview what we expect to see in tomorrow's episodes of The Last Dance. All right, so um, now Sunday, the episodes, I know one of them will be centered around the dream team. I think the best team ever assembled. Um, do you think the same thing? Um, yeah. I agree. For, for the collect for the collective stars they had, it, it was definitely unmatched. Yeah, I mean everybody, with the exception of Leitner, is a Hall of Famer. Well, I'm well, okay. Well, we got, we got to remember that the basketball Hall of Fame is includes college overseas. So Leitner will be in the Hall of Fame based off what he did at Duke. But NBA type not really not a Hall of Famer. But everybody's on that roster: Mike, Magic, Bird, Mark Barkley, Malone, Stockton, Ewan. Robinson, Drexler, Pippen, Mullen. They're all Hall of Famers. Not, not um, anybody. Huh? They left young Shaq out. Leighton made it over Shaq because of the Duke buzz. I That's know. crazy. I know. And there's no way you're telling me. <laughs> you're looking at young Shaq standing there. Like, there's anybody around the, around the world that could do anything about him? Facts. Come on, man. Like, literally, you're looking at young Shaq and saying, we're going to go play other countries, and there's somebody that can do something about him, but they take late now. Boy, <laughs> we ain't going to play the race card, though. Well, well, listen, everybody did think that Leighton was being the next bird. Um, Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> I'm still right. Oh, no, no. Um, I'm definitely taking Shaq. I'm pretty sure now that we all, that everybody can – Look back and use some common sense now. It should have been Shaq instead of Leighton. If you're going to take a collegiate player, it should have been Shaq. That was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the three team was, was lit because, I mean, they they were scoring 100 plus points in every game with the exception of the gold medal game when they scored 103 points. Um, they won all their five group games by an average of 46 points. And they really, did, I think, influenced a generation of your of overseas players like the Ginobili's, the Luka Doncic's. Uh, it's crazy. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people I know, surprisingly, well, not really surprisingly, because, um, because, because obviously it's their era. A lot of people think that, that the redeem team would beat them in a, in a in a game. I'm like, I don't think so. What do you think? The redeem team, and which team exactly was that? Hold on, so I got the roster right in front of me. Let me get that pulled up. Oh wait, so oh wait, they had uh, Kobe, Braun. Wade, D. Will, CP, Mello, Jason Kidd, in, in the latter stage of his career, Boozer, Michael Red, Deron Williams, Chris Bosch. Did I say CP3 already? I think I did. And Tayshaun. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster right now. Um, No, no, I think it will be a competitive game. But if I had to put my money there, I can't go get better against the Dream Team. Number one, what, one of the reasons why, the primarily reason, that was prime Michael Jordan. So that was in Michael Jordan's run of his first repeat when he's at the apex, like getting buckets from an athletic standpoint. That season, from an athletic standpoint, um, 
that season, what did he average on that season? 36 rebounds, six assists on 51% shooting from the field? Yeah, I got to go Dream Team because with the Dream Team, there's no real holes there except for Leitner. <laughs> nah, that, like really, there's no real holes there except for Leitner. And I'm looking at this Redeem Team. I'll even start with the coaching staff. Jim Beheim, Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> what? So, I mean, Coach K, head coach, my guy, Duke, but him, Nate McMillan, Mike D'Antoni, and Jim Beheim were his assistant coaches. Like, all right, already red flag. Um, <laughs> Darren Williams, uh, Stockton will give him the work. Exactly. Um, Booza. Any one of the bigs on the dream team will give him the work. Exactly. So that's my that, that's my second reason why I would go with the dream team. That era was their bigs were, were way better than the bigs on the on the dream team. And, and we, we got Barkley, and Ewing, who was a good defender, but required no double team on offense. Like exactly, one of the centers on the dream team could have defended Dwight one on one, no problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I go dream. And people, and people forget, even though they were good, they were definitely great. Braun, Wade, and Melo at this point weren't necessarily in this on their prime because they've talked before with the experience of the, on the redeem team, seeing like Kobe and Jason Kidd, how they worked as leaders and then help and they helped motivate them for the following season. And then the following season, all three of them had their best career at that point. I think Melo had his best career ever that year. That was the following season when he went to the conference finals with the when they lost to the Lakers in six for Denver. I mean, you could argue that or that one year in New York, in New York, um, when they went to the uh, semis against the Pacers, but they weren't really in their prime until after this experience. Yeah, I definitely have to go dream team over redeem team. Facts. Which was which? What uh, which team was the LeBron's team? Was it the one before this one? LeBron's team. Yeah, LeBron's when the when the year USA took the bronze medal. Oh, yeah, that was on four. But th- that's crazy. LeBron, Melo, and Wade, but coming off their rookie year, that that, that was just a poorly um, structured team. I feel like yo, I they think- they literally called it the LeBron's team because they got the bronze medal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's what you were saying? I thought, I thought yeah. you said LeBron team. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that team was just, it was an AI. I think Lamar Odom. I want to say Ron Test. <laughs> Jermaine O'Neal. It was just a bad team from a, from a structure standpoint. We didn't have our best superstars playing, um, our best talent playing. So. Yeah. so then after that, the Redeem team came back. Yep. That team was that team was good. I, I still feel like Wade was the best player on that redeem team. And that 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 um run, Kobe was Kobe was more focused on playing defense and being a leader. LeBron was amazing, but I feel like D Wade was the best on that team. For that run. Didn't Melo have a, a crazy summer? What when? On the redeem team. I thought Melo was the guy. Mm, Melo was Melo was good though. I mean, Melo did play in four Olympics and got the, I think it's the all-time leading scorer in Olympic history. Melo, Melo surprised me because I'm like, man, Melo's still going to want to take 25 shots. <laughs> <laughs> How are they going to figure that one out? 
yo, 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 it's crazy. Like, like how do they do? Like, go about um, like putting their like the Eagles aside in a sense for the betterment of the team. Because it's crazy that like, but the, um, um, for the Dream Team, Barkley led the team to score, wasn't it? You would think MJ did it, right? But it was Barkley. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I didn't. Maybe, I, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that Matt Metallic is like, yo, just whatever, just swing the broccoli's open, take the shot. Uh, we got the mismatch, go to work. From that standpoint, damn, and they had Pat Ewan on the dream team. Yeah, Pat, dream team would have crushed the. I don't know, I feel like it might have been competitive. And no, nah, it would be competitive. Uh, all right, so on the dream team, I mean on the redeem team, who's gonna who's gonna like if Melo's not hitting shots, who who's shooting? Yeah, Wade Wade wasn't Wade wasn't a a, a, a a good shooter at that point of his career. Still, um, LeBron wasn't a, a confident. Didn't have that confidence yet nope. in the jumper that he has now. I mean, Kobe was Kobe. I think I think that was prime Kobe. Yeah, in, in a way. Who's shooting? Because um, they're shooting at every position on the dream team. Yeah, yeah. J. Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd's a liability. Like, he got better over time with the setup, the set up shot. Pat Ewan, D. Will. Pat Ewan was money from the baseline. Call, yeah. Call Malone, baseline elbow. Mm-hmm. Larry Bird everywhere. Yeah, so the, so they, they would have brought they, they would have brought Char up they would have brought out Jack D Howard away from the hoop. Oh, word, because you would have to come and contest at the, at the mid range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't see. I mean, see, and, and what, here's my thing with people, right? Like even with this whole documentary, like people are saying, oh, like for example, Michael Jordan is killing these killing these non athletic people, but you put LeBron in that era, he would do the same thing. Yeah, no shit. But LeBron, LeBron didn't exist back then because there wasn't an emphasis on weight training and nutrition, so LeBron wouldn't exist back then. Of course, they put LeBron in twenty in twenty twenty in nineteen eighty six. He would kill. There would be nobody like him. The dudes weren't even like weight training wasn't stressed enough like that. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me when people say that. Oh, Paul LeBron in that era, he would kill. Well, I think he would kill for sure, but of course he'd be dominant physically because there's nobody like him. Remotely close. Word. LeBron, Shaq. There's a couple of players you could put in any era of basketball and they'd be dominant. Oh yeah, of course. I, I feel like I feel like that's what makes the mark of a great player. Um if, if, if what would they do in any era you in any area you put them in? Would they be successful in any era? And I think those guys would be. I think Kobe would be. That's why I have a that's why I struggle with Steph Curry's place in, in history. It's like yeah, you, you, he's not a bum. He would be good, but could he, could he do what he's doing right now in any era in basketball? I don't see that happening. Yo, he, can't see. he couldn't in the era he came in. Remember, he kept getting injured. Yeah. And then now, the contracts got bigger. Guys are bigger investments. You can't hit guys no more. So he's shining. Like, But yeah, man, I think all these numbers are inflated. Um. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like they should come up with different systems. Like, like they should they should really break up errors and really just add like tally points. So it's like, 
LeBron and KD and them should be considered different than Mike and them. Because anytime mm. the NBA changes rules, that changes the game. Like, all these numbers are inflated now. Like, duh, how is every game going to 130, 140? <laughs> duh, every game now? Yeah. These numbers are super inflated. So it's like, and then and you're watching uh, the last the last dance. All these games are what? 80s, 90s? Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure the NBA wanted to, like, cater to, 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 to novice, pick up the speed of the game. Like make it more of a popular game and be more um, attractive to overseas players, which yeah, is why but, we see all these high-scoring games and less physicality. Which yeah, but, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of. I, I like the old school games more. What sucks for me is it's not even like an old school mentality. It's for the fact that I I like offensive players' skill sets based on them being able to do it consistently on a good defender. Hmm. So Ron Artest was one of the most physical, biggest perimeter defenders. I can remember watching play. Yep. You could give Ron Artest 30. I'm paying attention. Like, like that that wasn't a fun game to watch. Like, because Ron Artest was dogging you, and you still get like if it was anybody else, you would have had 60 tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, so stuff like that, but like there's no dogs no more. Cause you can't really defend. You can't touch. You gotta let guys shoot. And if and and if if you get to the point where you want to slow guys down, they gotta stop the game. They gotta go review it, make sure it's not a special kind of foul, and blah blah blah. So the game's just different now, man. You can't judge these errors no more. Like I used to think Jordan got a pass. Watching the Last Dance, it makes you think that Jordan just got beat up and nothing happens. They literally might have the only footage where Jordan got hit and didn't get fouled. Like, Jordan used to shoot free throws, bro. Yeah. When I look at the numbers, it's like when you when you base it over his whole career, it's different. When you look in that era when Jordan was Jordan, Jordan wasn't yeah. getting beat up like that no more. Like, once he started winning, you wasn't just hitting Jordan no more. Like, I don't want to hear that. Like, they're literally finding the only footage where Jordan was actually getting hit, you know? <laughs> And not getting fucked. I mean, I mean, like you said, they had to protect the investment. The biggest star in sports. No. So don't don't keep making this argument. Jordan played in a more physical era. Yeah, but once he became Jordan, the era wasn't that physical for him anymore. They were yeah. it out. You weren't you weren't allowed to hit him like the way the Pistons beat him up. You weren't allowed to do that no more. Hmm. So yeah, he got some early, but. He got to end on a good run. <laughs> yeah, man, it's yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah, like like I said, like I, it, it, like like for the most part, the NBA like this past season before it um got canceled um wasn't really wasn't really into it that much. A lot of ba- a lot of bad basketball was being played. This teams coming down, jacking up three point shots, three on two fast break. A lot of teams that I feel like could just kind of had like mirror their their opponents, which is whack to me. Yeah, just like, like, I feel like there's not a lot, like there's not a lot of complexity in the offense that's being run. It's just really just come down, dribble, dribble, jack up, and that's it, it's whack. And that's why I was, I was looking forward to the playoffs because the playoffs is basically half court basketball. Like the game slows down, more strategies involved, all the possessions are that much more important. So it's not loosey goosey basketball. Like I, I, I hear you. Like it's tough to watch sometimes, especially if you're watching a team that. 
is going for a top playoff seed versus a team that's coming nowhere near the playoffs. Like, why are we even watching this game? Right <laughs> so, yeah, man. Yeah, it is tough to watch. Oh, yeah, speaking of uh, playoffs, so I think I think they're talking about this league. The league is still – well, they were talking about it earlier this week. The league is really, really trying to finish the season off and crown an NBA champion. And I think they're talking about using uh, possible two locations. Well, one or the other would be a spot in Vegas or Disney World. Um, you did say that you don't think the players would agree to it, but it's a lot of money on the line, and I and I think they really they might be able to pull this off. Now that I think about it, no, nope. I, I was I was a little um, pessimistic, but they might be able to pull it off. Nope, quarantining the players. Nope, you don't think so? It's not going to happen. One, mm. you have to have what all the players agree to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd have to read the contract and find which point it said that we're going to be doing this. Um, the quarantine from your family, um, side chicks. Um, <laughs> yo, there's a there's a there's, there's a lot of reasons why that can work. And mind you, right, you're gonna have to test yep. all these guys repeatedly. Every time somebody break quarantine, everybody in that particular area is gonna have to get retested. Um. If somebody gets tested positive, then you're going to have to retest everybody again and then quarantine that person. And like, so if then you start talking about the number of tests, they're talking about 15,000. Some people estimated it as high as 100,000. So 15,000 to 100,000 tests, but the general public still can't get access to testing. That'll be a PR nightmare for them. Hmm. Like, people, people are dying out here because they can't get tested. But we're wasting fifteen thousand, a hundred thousand on basketball players because these niggas keep breaking quarantine. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, man. But I mean, but I mean, like I say, man, like that's a lot of money on the line, and like, and like I don't think anybody wants to lose out. I mean, you see, LeBron come come to the defense of that because there's a report saying that a lot of the uh, GMs, uh, I think, saying a lot of the GMs and owners are saying that they want the season to be canceled. They say, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I know. No, no one's thinking like that. On his PR thing, because again. If if I'm smart and I know this isn't gonna happen, I'm definitely gonna be out here with my pom poms. Like, let's do it, let's do it, <laughs> let's do it right now. We're ready to go right now. Like, how are you ready to go? You've been having virtual practice. <laughs> like, everybody put their computer on their home basketball court. Guess what, LeBron? Not everybody has a home basketball court. True. But yo, um, but yeah, but I mean, obviously, if, if they if they weren't able to, to pull this off, they would have jumped into the playoffs right away. They would have to play at least like ten games. Yeah, but then because, because no matter, I mean, I mean, but then then it's gonna be protests. Like, let's say I'm I'm a team that hits the playoffs by a half a game. I'm like, dude, if you didn't cut the games from twenty two to ten, we'd have got in there. Like, we're protesting. Mm-hmm. That's BS. Like, should get like, I no one's gonna be happy. Like, I don't. I don't see how you just start the playoffs without finishing the season. I don't see how you play the season at all. They should all yeah. they should all get a contract. The NBA should get a contract with two K. Everybody log on as their actual player. <laughs> <laughs> what, and what 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 and simulate the season? Simulate the season. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, it, I mean, it would just be weird, like like we talked about before, like just um, like having games with no fans and what that would look like. Uh it'd be weird, but at the same time, I'm like, damn, ain't nothing else watching TV. I would watch it, 
but it would be weird. Man, I was skipping through channels and I saw wrestling on the same wave. It looked, it yeah. looked like rehearsal. <laughs> it, was, it was mad weird. Like I just stopped. I'm like, yo, what? Is, I'm like, yo, TV's so bad now. It's on wrestling practice. And then I turned the phone yeah. up and it's like, yo, this is actually wrestling. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because I, so here's the thing about it because I, I watch wrestling. Um, WWE got it worked up with the with, with the state of Florida to be considered an, an essential business. A lot, a lot of politics behind that though because that's that's bullshit. But yeah, so <laughs> they're able to still like broadcast weekly programming and have, to have the pay per views at their performance center, I think in Orlando. But yeah, it looks really, really. It's like it's like damn, like it looks really, really fake because <laughs> there's nobody there. I literally thought it was practice. I'm like, dude, I'm watching Golden Wingo. <laughs> And it's not even the goalie can win go on the TV. It's just that voice. I'm like, oh, so why are you even on TV, bro? <laughs> Do a podcast. Like, yeah. you're not even going to log in from the crib, like, on camera? Why do you have a TV show? That's crazy. All right, yo, so before we um, wrap this up, I wanted to talk to touch with you on that um, story that broke up. The top um, college prospect. Um, is going to elect to skip college and go straight to the G League um, and get about $500, I mean, $500,000, um, Jalen Green. That's 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 big. That's monumental. A big power shift right there between the NCAA and the NBA. I think it's great. Uh, me too. I'm not knocking it off. Um, and the reason being is understanding that a lot of these guys who are student athletes um, – are put in a funny position where they're looked down for, they're looked down upon for decisions that people make in different fields that don't look like them. My example, mm-hmm. I'm a young computer science um, major or engineering student, and a company offers me a job without a degree, like right now, off my first year, off some crazy program I just wrote. I can take that job, go work it, get bonuses, no problem, nobody cares. But basketball is my profession. That's what I'm working for. So why is it a big deal that I focus on that? Hmm. As I'm making school tons of money, and yeah, I get to come here for free, but there's nothing here that I actually want or need other than basketball. Yeah. So again, if it's like when you have advantages to be in, in an institution of higher learning, take advantage. Get the free degree. Get the Take certain classes that's going to benefit you if you know you're not going to stay there long, all that. But it's like being able to go now and just coming out of high school and just go to back, like I'm going back to focus on basketball to now help me get ready for the NBA. Mm-hmm. And get 500000 Come on, man. Like dudes are leaving high school and going to college and getting in debt for 120000 yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I can That's do good. this for a year, get five hundred thousand, and if it doesn't work out for me, I can go pay my way to go to school. Well, and, and I think, and I think the G League said that they're gonna. I think they're gonna be playing for some players' education too. So, I think so. so. That's that's always my argument when someone can be a top lottery pick and they're like, "Nah, stay in school." I'm like, "Here's the thing, man. Me being a top pick guarantees me millions of dollars. So if." Financial, financial stability. Yeah, so if I go here and it doesn't pan out for me, now I'm financially stable if I'm not an idiot. I can go back and pay for whatever education I feel I need and learn whatever trade or whatever it is I need to and build a net, mm-hmm. like with a nice nest egg. So 
I don't know, man. I always push back when people say that. It's like, nah, they should stay in school. I'm like, granted, if you think they're going to get drafted in the late second round, yeah, stay in school. Like, try, try to get your, your draft stock up. But other than that, that, that is the goal. That's where I'm trying to go. Like, we got to stop talking. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you keep it real, college isn't for everybody. So if you have a chance to go make play, play ball, in America, as, as opposed to having to go adapt to a new way of living overseas and make some good money off it, you should be able to do that. Yeah. Um, also, to I me, mean, like, it, like for example, last year, Zion, most hyped basketball player in college in a long time. Probably the most hyped ever. But, uh, I can't say that. But in a long time, certainly. I felt it was so criminal when they were playing uh, UNC, and he wasn't making a dime off himself when you had President Obama, Spike Lee, and Floyd Money Mayweather in attendance at the game. They weren't there because it was really Duke versus UNC. They were there because Zion was there. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's, that's crazy. And, and Stephen A. made a good point, too, when he said, um, um, I think he was challenging the notion that um, they can't, NCAA can't really pay players because they don't want to pay them, basically. If you, pay, if you pay one star, you have to pay the whole team, or like the same, essentially. Well, in the real world, that's not how it works. You usually get paid off your your star. The same, the, the, the player, like a Zion, shouldn't be making the same as the, the 12th man on the bench. That's not how the real world works. I mean, college is supposed to set kids people up for the real world, world rather. So you shouldn't help that. That's the real world. Right, so the world, so you don't want to pay everybody? Fine. Let me sign my own endorsement deal. Exactly. Yeah, like I, I never, I, I never understand like why you couldn't sign your own endorsement deal. You're, you're 18 years when you're in college. Most likely, you are an adult. You're 18 years old. Yo, what is that? Damn, I can't think of the coach's name right now. It's frustrating me. But he basically tried to say it's not a broken system. The system works. I'm like, no, like it works for certain people, and that's the point you're missing. Like the system is definitely broken. If you're telling me guys can't make no money off, mind you, Zion plays for Duke. Let's say Zion was from Southern California. How is Zion's family mm-hmm. supposed to get to Chapel Hill to watch his games? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even something that simple. But I don't know, man. Like, no, it's only sports. Like, in any other thing in college, yo, like, you can leave early and go jump into any business and make a killing. What you can. Yeah. And then um, the coach was like, um, I don't want my players focusing on their endorsements and, you know, they're having business deals that's going to make them late for practice. And it's like, wow. Yet, you got um, Rick Pitino getting $2 or $3 million a year from a deal legally. Hmm. Yeah, man. It, it, it's so, crazy. So, so, but so, so the coach getting 2 $3 million a year legally is not distracting him. He's still winning national titles. So why why yeah. would the argument be able to say, like, yeah, I can actually hire someone who would take care of all that for me. And I would be focusing on school and everything. I, like, I don't know, man. Like, imagine if I have financial stability in college. It might make me want to stay there longer. It might make yep. me take my time and learn a trade or something different because I don't have to rush to get to the league now. Think about Hmm. Oh, so you're saying if, if, if you're a college player and you're actually getting paid, 
if you're able to make money off your likeness, you you don't feel a need to imagine, necessarily rush to jump to the NBA to make bread. You can actually want to stay in school longer and like imagine Zion's as a, family as a person is dead broke. You know what I'm saying? And he can get paid off his mm-hmm. likeness while he's at Duke. They're good. Like he could probably stay and graduate and stay the four years if that was something that was important to them. You know what I mean? Like so yeah. something to think about. Nah, that's real. I mean, yeah, but now, and now you see the NCAA is like they're trying to work on now letting their players, collegiate players, make money off their likeness because they're they're being they're being Calif- pushed to the California the set now it off with this move. California set oh, it yeah. off, and everybody's yeah. gonna have to follow suit. Yeah, I forget the name of that act that they passed, but I remember I remember you talking about who was that like earlier, yep. but like oh, definitely last year. Yeah, it was definitely like some point last year. So it's going to be like, like, all right, I go to school in Massachusetts, but I play a game in California. Can I potentially profit off that? (laughs) Like, it would have got too silly and too complicated. Like, yo, I had three games. Mm. I had three games in California this year. Like, how much could I? Like, come on, man. It's going to get too crazy. And then dudes are going to start choosing to go to school based on where they could get the most bread. Location. What state's paying the most bread? I want to go play there. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cali got the backdrop with the weather and everything. And already, it's already a big so, hub. Someone for, like, had a suggestion that I agree with. The and there was like given incentive. If you stay at the school and graduate, cut them a check upon graduation. So it would be different for different schools. Like some schools could be a hundred grand. Some schools like Zion, if Zion stayed at Duke for four years and graduated, he used to be able to get a check for like five million dollars, ten million dollars, like something. Like y'all done get a hundred off him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just like just it's a cable crazy, contract man. alone. We're not even talking about sales of tickets and concessions and all that. Like just off the cable contract. Y'all done made a hundred million dollars off him. So yeah, I think it's a great incentive. Yeah, if I graduate, if I stay here, and I graduate upon graduation, cut me that check. Hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I agree, man. I mean, you you're profiting off these kids, especially like the kids who are who have a talent. Basically, yep. it's ex- exploitation. That's all it is. That's all. That's all. All it's always been for a while, and it's good to see that a change is happening in the NBA. I mean, credit to Adam Silver for this. He's, I think he's really doing a really good job as of being a GM. I know there's some critics who think that he's a little bit too player friendly. I'm not giving overall, him credit I think for he's doing this a good particularly. Job. Um, I feel like this is something okay. that he knew he had to get out the way of. Well, he wanted to. I think that he really wanted to do this because he's seen a lot of players going overseas. Yeah. Um, for a year, and yeah, we wanted put, to like kind of ask that he so wanted to cut the this, Brandon Jennings um, blueprint. Brandon Jennings showed the blueprint. Mm. I don't want to go to college. Yep, and, and then like Lamelo Ball followed. He went in high school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Chad, man, we can wrap it up here. Um, what you got um, for the rest of the day? Actually, I just went and got some pliers. I'm about to go outside and work on this bicycle for a little bit. I'm about to put this bike on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got the bike? 
That's funny. My sister caught the bike too. I was just talking to her yesterday. She's like, yeah, but it's, it's like it's tough, like because we can't go to the gym right now, and rather than walking like thirty minutes, I can go run thirty minutes, and it's the same thing. And it's, it's like I'm actually moving and burning calories. I'm like, yeah, no. that's, that's like one of the best workouts. It's a good core workout. You do is and it's the easy on my joints, man. I'm not about running, running, exactly. breathing heavy around other people, breathing heavy. At least on a bike, I could beat the Rona, <laughs> pedal a little faster. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what's up. Yeah, I'm probably going to lay low. Ain't nothing really coming on tonight. Nah, nothing coming I'm on. losing so. track of what day, even. Yes, that's I thought it was Saturday, yesterday, all day. And it was my birthday. <laughs> I was mad. Like, yeah. All these days is just Monday, man. Yo, it's crazy. Yo, like I be, I be knocked usually. Like outside of the uh, on Sundays when the Jordan dog comes on, I'm like, I'm not back around eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. It's crazy. Before, before the whole lockdown, I'll be, I'll be up to like twelve o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. Now it's like eight thirty, nine. Knocked. Be waking up like at four in the morning. What the hell? Like it's crazy. I'm forgetting too, like what day it is too. Because all the days are the same. You, you can, you can like kind of differentiate the days based on your routines. But now it's like I'm doing the same. Thing every day, every damn day. <laughs> All right, man. A lot, man. Appreciate you, bro. All right. All right. Special thanks to the big homie V as always. Appreciate you, my guy. Thank you to Anchor and thank you guys for listening. And if you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button as the Mr. Vincent podcast is available on several platforms that include Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Play. You can also keep up with me on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Vincent 13. You can also like my Facebook fan page as well. Emmanuel Vincent. Uh, Well, that's all the time I have for now. Um, I'm looking to sneak a podcast in this week before I do a uh, Last Dance podcast next weekend. Um, So y'all be on the lookout for that. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed, stay home. Take care.